Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Breaking news from The Athletic. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns with you in an emergency episode on a Friday. Uh, second emergency episode in two weeks now, Johnson. I was going to say, where would this rank in the emergency hierarchy of ones we've done in the past? Um, this isn't like trading for Khalil Mack and I'm stuck at a wedding. This isn't... I would just say this is kind of just a weird one that we have to do. That makes sense? <laughs> Fine. Like it's just it's, it's not. This a is going to be a weird podcast, everybody. It's not a it's not a uh, it's not a big move. It's not a. Um, it's just kind of an unfortunate thing that happened that the Bears got to work work through here as Larry Ogunjobi failed his physical and the prized free agent of this class for the Chicago Bears is not going to be a Bear. I think that's why we felt compelled to make it emergency podcast worthy. Let's call it that. Emergency podcast worthy because this is the first free agent move by Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, and it has just fallen through because of the failed physical. Yeah. Uh, And people are hot about this, man. I mean, Twitter is popping. A lot of people just trying to, to... rush to Ryan Poles' defense on this, some on the opposite side. And, like, I think it's fair to just say it's sort of an unfortunate thing that happened. It's something that does happen. I don't think... um, I hope Ryan Poles wasn't completely caught off guard by this, considering the guy just had foot surgery two months ago. In January, yes. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I don't know. Where do you want to start with this? It's it's, Regardless, this is the first move of the Ryan Poles era, and it fell through. I don't think that's a great look. It's not. It's a blemish. Yes. On the other hand, I do think it's a good thing that they caught it. And as I pointed out on Twitter very quickly, the first big move of the Ryan Pace era was Pernell McPhee. And as we later learned, there were some knee issues there that got overlooked. And that turned out to be something that hurt him and why he never lived up to the big contract he got. So it's th- a good thing they caught this. It's still not a great thing that it happened. Obviously, they had enough confidence in what the, the physical may bear for them to announce agreeing to terms with them. right? I think this is the biggest complaint with the tampering period is you have all this breaking news. But all of these players cannot come to team bases, team facilities for physicals. There was a reason why the the details of Ogunjobi's contract weren't processed yet, where others were, because there were so many unknowns to this, getting him into the facility to look at that foot, and I think that's my biggest complaint. I think that's what everybody's biggest complaint should be. Everybody loves breaking news. Everybody loves the full week of free agency, the frenzy that is, but this happens sometimes. Players still have to take their physicals at team facilities, and they can't do that until the new new league year begins. And this is what happens sometimes. You have players 
who fail them. Yeah, and it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen sometimes. Um, you know, I think one one reason I have why if you're just like completely defending this thing and like passing off like it's not a big deal at all, and maybe it's not a big deal, but the reason it is a deal is the first move you made on Monday was to allocate this money, this cap space to a player. Three years, $40.5 million. That's not nothing. Okay, so every move you make the rest of the week, and from that point on, that's on your board. That's on your spreadsheet of future cap space allocated to a player, whether he's passed his physical or not, whether you know it's going to happen or not. That's still on the board. So we don't know and we'll never know how that potentially could have played out different this week to, and I'll just give you an example. Like let's say hypothetically the Bears were off $1 million per year on Brian Allen, the center. If they don't have Larry Ogunjobi on there, do they are they willing to go one more million? I don't know. We're not going to know the answer. But I also think it's naive to think that this contract that you agreed to on Monday did not have any impact whatsoever on other moves slash conversations you've had with agents and players this week. They obviously placed a priority of finding that three technique for Matt Eberflus's defense. Did they not? Which makes perfect sense that they did that. Understandable. You could see the importance of it with how quickly they reacted towards the, the failed physical. Which, not to, agree to, to it, yeah. Maybe if it's that important, don't take such a gamble on a guy who might not pass his physical. And again, if you're just blindly saying there's no way to know he's going to pass his physical, the guy got hurt two months ago. And heck, for quite frankly, to be fair, we don't know that it's even that foot that's the problem at this point. It could be something else for all we know. But it, it, to just like give him a complete pass, I think, is a, a little naive. Is that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you have all these other free agents coming off the board for slightly similar contracts. Like... Brian Allen's deal. Younger players, just like Larry Ogajobi, who could have been key pieces not only for 2022, but 2023 and 2024. That three-year span that you wanted to have him be your three technique. And again, I think it's a good thing they caught it. Like It's much better than the alternative than had they signed him and then he ends up on pup to start. Like That 100% agree would have been worse. So I'm also giving them credit for you know taking a little bit of criticism here that they're going to take and willing to say hey look it's that there's no reason to force this we're not in a desperate situation where you know you have to give this guy the money and hope it works out no okay you caught it you move on it's much better than the alternative so it's it's not like we're sitting here just you know blasting the new general manager over it it's just for this being your first move it's not a great look no it's a blemish Definitely a blemish. I like that word blemish to describe this. If you really want to be critical of something, like criticize the process of all this. And this, again, applies to the whole free agency process where deals are announced without physicals being had. Because I think some fans, Bears Twitter, Bears Instagram, Bears TikTok, whatever you want to call it, they got excited about Big Larry. We called him Big Larry. The highlights were there. The fit was there. The future seemed to be there. And then you have this happen. And I think some of those emotions are coming into play, at least with the criticism of Ryan Poles. But in, in terms of that, criticize the process where deals, 
get leaked on day one of tampering instead of day one of the new league year. Yeah. It happens that way. Yeah. And uh, you bring up some good points on how, like, this is kind of part of the problem of the structure of how it goes. So, um, Anyway, I mean the Bears got to move on. Yeah, they they, they obviously did quickly. You know, signing uh, Justin Jones, who third round pick, certainly has not been as good of a player as Larry Ogunjobi over the years. Uh, he's dealt with injuries himself the last couple couple years, and I guess uh, is a good learning from le- from a lesson. This isn't official either. It's just a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. you know. He's but again, here we go again. Agreed to terms. Agreed to terms. Reports are out there. He's also had injury concerns the last couple of years. So a maybe bit we should different. Wait till physical uh, is past. Uh, he was on an IR in 2020 with a shoulder injury. I think calf was last year. Can and I read you? Came back from both. Came back from both. So it's not like foot in foot surgery from January from a game in January. I'll, the timelines are a bit different. A bit notable. Uh, an important difference, in my opinion. Can I read you a scouting report I got from our Chargers writer for The Athletic, Daniel Popper, on Justin Jones? Sure. Here we go. Difference maker against the run. Great get-off, physical, sheds blocks, penetrates. Overall, a better run defender than pass rusher, but he still has the skill set to become a solid pass rusher on the interior. Can play multiple positions up front, nose, or three technique. His issue primarily has been staying healthy. Missed six games last year with a calf injury, three games in 2020 with a shoulder. I think if he had a healthy season last year, he could have been in the same free agency range as Sebastian Joseph Day, B.J. Hill. Uh, depending on what money he, he ends up getting, it's a good signing for Chicago. Just needs to stay healthy. Great makeup and good locker room guy. There you go. Sounds like a solid sign. There's some optimism on a pessimistic day. Hey, you know, that that sounds like a guy you, you take a chance on. Hope he, hopes, hope he passes his physical, right? You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, there's some upside there, but it's obviously a big, a big question mark. You that, bring up a good point, though. In comparing him to Ryan Pace and Pernell McPhee, though, um, I think we're learning something about Ryan Poles in terms of risk and when to stop taking that risk. I think we all know at this point that Ryan Pace had quite the stomach for taking risk on previously injured players, starting with McPhee. You could go all the way to Allen Robinson, who was returning off a torn ACL, Anthony Miller with his shoulder issues in college, Kevin White. Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. Tevin Jenkins. Back issues popped up in college, albeit, according to Pace, they were different with the Bears than they were at Oklahoma State. But you get my point here. GMs, front offices, have different evaluations with injuries, and when it comes to taking risks with those evaluations with those injured players. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and again, like... I this is part of the process, and I, I'm actually applauding them for catching it. And it's and that actually says something about the medical staff uh, as much as it does Ryan Poles, right? Because some of the stuff gets missed sometimes. Yeah, or yeah. it gets caught, and the guy in charge says, "All right, we'll take the chance anyway." Or it shows you how bad his foot injury. We don't even know what's a foot injury. Everybody, we're just looking at the most recent serious injury that landed him on IR, but. 
Maybe it's something else, but how bad whatever that injury may have been to get the fail physical. Well, and that timing matters because I've seen a lot on Twitter today already of like, how could Ryan Poles ever know he would fail his physical? Well, when you sign a guy, like I'll tell you my first reaction when they signed Larry Ogunjobi was I was like, whoa, like that makes sense. Except for I remembered right away he got hurt in the playoffs and didn't finish the playoffs. And I'm like, I know he had foot surgery. That's just interesting that he got that much money that quickly. Like the surgery must it must not have been that big of a deal. Like, I, that's where my brain immediately went as soon as we found out that that signing happened. So, it, of all the players the Bears have agreed to terms to or officially sign, like, this is certainly the one that I'm not surprised that it came down to a failed physical. So, it, 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 they should have known it was a possibility. And, again, for all we know, they, they probably did know it was a possibility all yeah. week. Yeah, probably. Probably. There, there was some optimism with it. Ryan Poles issued a statement about the guy. A statement. You recall what he said? Larry embodies everything we are looking for in a Chicago Bear. His leadership, toughness, energy, and violent style of play on top of being so dominant at his position. Ryan Poles' statement to ChicagoBears.com about his signing. Potential signing. Agreed to term signing. And then he thanked the, the guy's agent. He did. Who I'm sure said the foot was okay. I'm sure. <laughs> um, all right. Well, any other final thoughts on Larry? Big Larry, little Larry, any of the Larrys? Not not so here, Larry. But, yeah. I mean, it that's stinks. A, let's let's a, be honest. It's, yes. It stinks for the guy, too. Let's not forget the personal side of this. Like, this was a life-changing contract for him. His big deal after becoming a pretty darn good player for the Bengals. I, I'm i a little surprised here. Like, I know everyone's still kind of in the honeymoon phase and happy that they moved on from the previous general manager and, and head coach. But, like, it's still okay to have some critical thinking. Let's just put it that way. Some critical thinking about some of the things that have played out. So when you consider Pernell McPhee, in the past. How about Ray McDonald? Remember that whole deal? You know, like, in high... I guess my point is, you go back to 2015, I think the 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 initial reaction, I think, is to always to give, like, the new guy the benefit of the, of the doubt, which we have to do to some extent because we don't know everything about them or what their philosophies are. But I think it's also to, to, okay to be like, hey, wait a minute. You know, like, especially if you look at the, the Ray McDonald thing. Like, in hindsight, that was, that turned out to be a very significant, and, I, and by the way, I'm not saying that has anything to do with this. I'm just saying, I'm just going back to the last general manager when he started. That turned out to be an, a significant event because it showed a little bit of a flawed process and quite frankly impacted, I thought, a lack of risk on players with some off-the-field concerns the rest of the seven years of that era. Don't you think that's fair? No, very fair. Very fair. I think some players were removed from the Bears' boards for, for that very reason. Um, George McCaskey, let's not forget, took a very active role in the Ray McDonald evaluation. 
Well, and I don't think he was happy that he ended up looking bad. Yes. yes. Again, so those became personnel decisions that had to go to the ownership's desk, which you don't want. Which you don't want. You don't like the meddling in football decisions? Well, that's why certain players are removed from your board. And I think it was also an early example of Ryan Pace trusting his coaches, albeit maybe a little too much, because let's not forget, that was Vic Fangio, a guy Ryan Pace became very close with. Yeah. A guy who should be trusted, but he's the coach who went to bat for Ray McDonald. I don't know how we got to Ray McDonald in this conversation, know, but here I we know. are. <laughs> Owners meetings are coming I'm up. I'm not saying it's apples to apples. I'm just going. I'm just saying that these are these are the events that can happen early on for a young general manager going through it for the first time, and it's okay to be a little critical. It's also okay for. Even if you categorize this as a mistake or don't categorize this as a mistake, whatever, learn from it and get better from it. And that's okay. And I and I will repeat once again, this is better than the alternative, which is to sign a hurt player who wouldn't even be able to play for you next year, if that's the case. How about, what if this goes to a, re, a renegotiation? Sure. How about one year, $8 million, four guaranteed, the rest incentives because obviously this is going to change his market everywhere everywhere right. i guess my only don't you think that that maybe already started yesterday potentially i mean for them to what's a little interesting is like they still announce this press conference you still think he's going to you know the timing of all of it's a little interesting and then they just basically come out right before the press conference is about to start and say it's not happening. You might have second or third evaluations happening. Sure. They wanted the guy. That should not be forgotten. They Maybe also they went out and signed somebody else, though. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You wouldn't consider it then. One-year deal, full of incentives. Oh, sure. Obviously, I, yeah, obviously no, there's some, would. Yeah, like, yeah. even if he was passed, you would think there's some concern about him being ready for training camp because of the foot surgery. I could already hear all the cliches about protecting a player from himself, you know, all those things that coaches like to say when players are dealing with certain ailments. Mm-hmm. But maybe if he got an incentive-laden deal, maybe that changes the, the approach a bit. Just throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah, and I wouldn't be against that, to be clear. I think that makes sense. I'm also going to be very interested to see where he ends up and the type of season he has if he's able to play for a different team. How about this hypothetical? What if this is a blessing in disguise beyond his own injury situation that maybe markets return to your favor for a left tackle or a better guard? And now this money that you allocated for three technique can now be shifted to protecting Justin Fields. I'll I'll tell you what, honest to God, one of my first thoughts was take this money and go sign Teron Armstead. Now I'm guessing he's waiting to find out what happens with Deshaun Watson, but I I'm totally with you on that one because you you still have this the money you still have the space now go do something with it, and I'm. Certainly willing to uh, spin the, my brain around and look at it a positive in that regard. Assuming they do something like that, though. Maybe they don't. 
but maybe this lets you reconsider the options that are now available differently now that you have cap space. Because we're still sitting here and we're going, all right, um, your moves on offense so far have been to sign Lucas Patrick, who we'll talk about here in a second because he did pass his physical. He did talk to the media today. Um, and then Byron Pringle and Equimania St. Brown. Ooh, say that twice. Equimania St. Brown. Very good. Don't ask me to spell it. Don't ask me to spell it. Okay. <laughs> Did you want me to? I, no, I thought you I was were, listening to you. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to do it. So I just I just said don't. Um well, we had nine catches last season, I think. Yeah, he's a special teamer. He's a guy. You, you know, and 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 Pringle, I like Pringle a little bit. I like Pringles. I like Pringles too. Um Actually, never mind. I take that back. Very like overrated. Him. Very very overrated chip. No, the chips are good. The problem is the can. Yes. And because you can't, you get too far down, you, you can't roll your, them out a little bit. You can't get your hand in all the way, and then you have to tilt it. And then the problem is the, I understand the technique, but, um, and I should probably be careful here if you're watching on YouTube, but, you know, the crumbs start falling out <laughs> as, you, as you tilt it, you know, so. It's a problem. But he's a good player. Wide receiver three. Right? Yeah. You still don't have wide receiver least, one. You still least, don't have left tackle one. You, you know, who, who's your guard replacing James Daniels? Is it Larry Borum? I don't know. Maybe. Is it Tevin Jenkins? A lot of questions. And, um, but now you got some money to spend in case you want to change your approach. Yep. But we got to see him do something with it. So. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Uh, what did you think about Lucas Patrick today? Um, everything that Matt Schneidman said. Other than the stuff about... Devontae Adams. Right, Devontae Adams. <laughs> Just kidding. Got to have fun with that. A lot uh, of people oof. were enjoying that on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, by the way, quick story. So, I was in Milwaukee last night because we went to go see uh, the Badgers. The Badgers. Practice, and they had like a pep rally. Still wearing game. your shirt, apparently. Okay. It was fun. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to the game tonight. I'm going back to Milwaukee for the game tonight. Uh, of course. Hell yeah. 
Um, so yeah, but I didn't take my son up there and enjoy it since the game starts an hour after his bedtime tonight. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, anyway, so we were in a uh, we were in Buck Bradley's, which is a like a really cool old school. I use the word tavern because it's more like an old school tavern than a bar. And uh, literally, as the trade news was breaking, and it was just really entertaining to see all these Wisconsin slash Packer fans like slowly get the news as it was coming across. Um, and certainly did not see it coming as Matt Schneidman did not see it coming. We were getting a lot of tweets from people who were like literally listening to our podcast yesterday while the news broke. It was a stutter, man. It changes the uh, landscape. I'd say in the NFC North a little bit. little bit. I mean, they're essentially having the same conversation in Green Bay right now. Who's catching passes? And honestly, the Bears have the best wide receiver of the two teams right now in Darnell Mooney. Ooh, didn't look at it that way. Is, am I wrong? Who am I missing? No, you're Packers? not wrong at all. Yeah. Alan Lazard? Nope. Marquez Valdez Scanling still free agent. That's what's interesting to me that they went with St. Brown over MVS. Especially when Luke Getze coached half these guys. Yeah. Like actually as the wide receivers coach before he was the QB coach. Well, well that might be market based. Sure. Ken says Randall Cobb. I'll take Darnell Mooney at this stage in his career. Yeah, by like times 10. Um, to go to Lucas Patrick, I like the... like You could see the personality. You could see the edge that he wants to bring. I'm very proud of that. Um, but he also understands the like the quarterback center relationship. That's number one. He's going to play center. Let's not, let's not bury the lead. He's going to play center, not guard. He said that today. Um, so Sam Mustafer... You're playing for your job somewhere, buddy. But then the, just the, the understanding of the importance of the quarterback-center relationship and how he wants to press Justin Fields, you know, get to know him a bit more. And then the the how much at length he talked about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Like Matt Schneidman gave us details about that. But I didn't know how close they were until he actually heard it from Lucas Patrick. Yeah, where they, they they talk recently over the phone about this and how they're, they're they consider each other really good friends. I'm not sure things will evolve the same way with Justin Fields, but Lucas Patrick Patrick's going to try. He's he not going to like him getting knocked around. He said playing golf made a big difference. Does Justin Fields play golf yet? He bowls. Okay. Yeah, the Bears have a lot of bowlers. I like bowling, but Lucas Patrick sounds like a golfer and he's friends with Patrick Scales too apparently he had a quote today that was like uh, I, I could look it up if we got what, five more minutes here it was like yeah I've been on the winning side of that rivalry and I continue to, uh, and I plan on continuing to be I got it right here okay go ahead I got it right here well I did here it is I've been on the winning side I'm going to stay on the winning side we're going to start winning these games I firmly believe to win a Bears-Packers game, we got to win it up front. You got to be physical. You got to be tough. That's what we're going to do here. Typically, whoever wins those games takes the North. Like Ryan said, Ryan Poles, I assume, that's the goal here. 
take the North, get to the playoffs, get a shot at Lombardi. I like that. Yeah. How could you not like that? Yeah, I'd argue they got to do a lot more moves here to uh, realistically <laughs> take the North from Aaron Rodgers. But yep, that's a it's a long term play, right? It's a long-term well, the Packers play. helped the Bears out by trading Devontae Adams. Absolutely, I mean that was a game changer. Look at the conversation we've been having, and how much time we've talked about even from a defensive standpoint, and Jalen Johnson like having to learn how to play in the slot so he can defend Devontae Adams. Like, you take a piece like that just out of the division. You don't have to play him anymore. You don't even have to play him for, like, three years. This changes the Packers' offense immensely. Maybe two years. Just all the option routes they just naturally built into their offense for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to have that with anybody else. Sure, they may take your guy, Chris Olave, in the first round. The star from Ohio State, but like, ooh, that hurts. Devontae Adams has not become Devontae Adams as we know him today until like what year four, five? Sure, six, yeah, he, he took it, a little bit. He took a while, and he's it, almost thirty. Yeah, it took a while. Did you see Shield Kapadia actually? Um, I think he gave the Packers like a C minus or uh, the Raiders a C minus on acquiring. I mean, I, I'm stunned that the Packers only got a first and second round pick back for him. But that being said, like, Shield brought up some good points that, like, his contract is now an outlier among wide receivers. Like, it's on the extreme end. You're talking about a guy who's almost 30, and he's not going to have Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think it's reasonable. As much as I love Devontae Adams, I think he's really been the best wide receiver probably the last couple of years in the entire league. In that situation in Las Vegas with Derek Carr as his quarterback compared to Aaron Rodgers, like I'll be surprised if his production is as high. That seems like a fair thing to say. And then, so were they paying for past production? Now, that being said, if you need a wide receiver and you're like, are we going to draft one in the first round or get a get Devontae Adams? I think you prefer Devontae Adams. Yeah, the, the Raiders are uniquely going. But there's the money that comes with it, too. Yeah, yeah. The Raiders are uniquely going all in on this. Yeah. In a division which is as cutthroat as can be. Right. Loaded with superstars. Every single team is now. That division is going to be fascinating. Yes. That, that, that AFC West is just awesome. It's going to be fun to watch those But games. I, this changes the NFC North. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, I still think the Packers are the team to beat. Yeah, but when they lose their best receiver or, or willingly trade their best receiver, that brings the, the playing field, makes a little bit more equal than it was yeah. before. I, I'm just, I'm interested to see what, moves they make because with Rodgers there they could easily get another I'm not saying they're going to get a Devontae Adams like wide receiver but they could get Robert Woods somebody like that who's probably on the market after Allen Robinson which we haven't talked about signed with the Rams you know there's do they they were after Odell Beckham do they go get Beckham now injury concerns for both sure sure but with that money they can now address other needs they now have a first round pick this is kind of why I've been arguing 
that trading Rodgers and Devontae Adams together might not be the worst thing because it allows you to do a total reset with a ton of cap space then and um, draft capital that you would get in return. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised that one of the two is gone and not both. I thought it w- that was going to be an all-or-nothing pairing. So the way this played out is very, um, very surprising to me. It really was the last dance for him, wasn't it? See what I did there? Yeah. How dare they ever use that Michael Jordan reference ever again? Come on. <laughs> How dare what they? You, what are you doing, Rogers? All right. Well, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Everybody take a deep breath, okay? It's not the end of the world. It is definitely something that raises some questions. <laughs> when your prize free agent fails his physical does not need me need to be the end of the world but it is definitely um something that in our role as people who cover the team raises a red flag you ask questions you figure it out you hope the young gm learns from it then that more than anything and once again it's a good thing that they caught it did not sign him to a con did not sign an injured player to a big contract and now they get to move on and like johnsy brought up maybe they can go out and get a left tackle with that money. They technically could do that anyway. But but if you want it to stay within certain parameters and spending, yeah. now you got those resources again. There you go. Protect the blind side. There you go. Of course, the other side, which we talked about too, what did you miss out on this week? All that money was allocated to Ogunjobi. We'll never know. We'll never know. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Uh, I know you guys on The Athletic already have reaction to uh, this development with Ogun Joby, so you can check that out, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Uh, Johnsy and Kevin Fishbane reacting to it. Um, and I can tell you guys, too, if you're not done, you want some more, we're actually going live on the CHGO Bears podcast uh, in about 10 minutes, 2 o'clock. So we'll keep the conversation going there. Myself, Nicholas Moriano, and Will DeWitt today on the CHGO Bears podcast. So check that out. You can find me at allchgo.com. And Kevin Fishbane now chiming in. How do you guys feel about Colgate plus seven? Take toothpaste. Take toothpaste. (sighs) Yeah, Wisconsin is playing a toothpaste tonight. And um, I have repeatedly accidentally called them Cornell all week. (laughs) Mainly because I'm having flashbacks to a different loss the Badgers had to uh, they lost to Cornell years ago. Like they gave up 90 points or something like that in the NCAA tournament. And so I am actually full expecting that to happen tonight. Not really. I think Wisconsin will win, but I'll take I'll take the plus seven for the toothpaste. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll take the Badgers by five. Colgate covers. Well, I'll be there. If anybody's gonna be in Milwaukee tonight, say hi. I don't know why you would be, but if you are, say hi. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about more. Maybe the Bears will have uh, some cool new offensive linemen by then. Maybe. To that. Hope so. See ya. The Packers. Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers. Go Bears.